Now there's only one way we can start this one, mate. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's unusual. I know. It's the, it is Christmas Day. It is. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Drive Talk podcast powered by Michelin for our end of year Christmas special. We were going to try and get a decent backdrop for this podcast recording, but but we, we really struggled, didn't we? Yeah, unfortunately, we had to end up in this... Uh, this shed yeah. just outside of Bristol. And then it was going all right. And then someone parked a plane behind us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously? Concord. And that the amazing thing, we're here in Bristol, um, and this is open to the public. You can come and walk around Concord. But that, that Concord came here pretty much 20 years to the day. It was earlier this week was its last flight. It landed on the uh, runway just nearby. Yep. And they purpose built this hangar for it and it's just the most beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. And we've just had a little little wander around it, which was really cool because I've never been on a Concorde. Surprise, surprise. I went on the one at Duxford, but that was that's got all the test gear in it, so it's not set up like the passenger one. Right. Okay. But it's it's an amazing, amazing plane. It is. And this isn't a cheap plug for our headline sponsor or anything. It's on Michelin's. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, and there's an interesting story behind that. We won't delve into it too much, but obviously most of us know why Concorde finished or doesn't exist today. You know, there was an awful accident uh, just outside of Paris. Uh, and that was caused by a tyre rupturing a fuel tank. And so uh, Michelin were commissioned to construct basically uh, a more robust tyre that if that did happen, because there's always debris on runway, etc., uh, it wouldn't then rupture the tanks. But unfortunately, a couple of years after that had been developed, well, they uh, retired they, all of them. So anyway. it's sitting down there proud on a set of fairly fresh-looking Michelin. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you reckon they'll fit the M3? I don't know, mate, but they're probably they're probably fresher than your M2. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely faster. Now then, the the plan for this last podcast of the year, um, we've got a couple of things. We, we want to just have a bit of a recap. It's been our first year doing the podcast. It's been... An amazing journey, a really great experience. All three of us have absolutely loved it and learned so much. Yeah. Um, and then what we thought we'd do is go through our highlights of the year, but we, we thought we'd choose our three best cars of the year, a bit like the old Top Gear Awards. Yep. Um, we're going to do our three, our two best motoring experiences, and then we're going to try and come up with car of the year. Yes. <laughs> And and I think I'm and also our most disappointing car yes. of the year. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so yeah, just to mix it up a little bit. But I think I'm really looking forward to this, as with all of the price challenges we've we've fitted in. Um yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. But I think we before we start anything, we've already mentioned them, Michelin. Yeah. Uh we need to really say a big thanks to Michelin uh UK for the support uh on the podcast because as we've mentioned many times before this wouldn't have happened without their support. Yep. Uh, they started with us from the beginning when we had zero followers and zero views. We were an unknown entity. Um, and uh, yeah, just huge thanks for those guys sticking by us for this year, supporting us, allowing us to do some quite incredible stuff on and off the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And allowing us to have an amazing Patrick behind the scenes, uh, who I know has featured once or twice. Yeah. Tesla um and uh yeah I, I i don't know it's yeah we're just very very fortunate we are and i think i think the the bit that people won't see is the production quality that we strive for and we talked about quite a few times that's only possible because we've got patrick on board and that's only possible because we've got michelin um supporting the the podcast so big thanks to them 
But there's also thanks to Podium Place, who are Podcast HQ. Um, we, we film there, and the guys at, po- at Podium Place always make us feel so welcome. Um, and then I guess uh, the, the, the venue tonight, was just a, we're here with SEC private members for their Christmas ball, um, and we thought, wouldn't it be great? Because ba- if you hear lots of noise in the background, by the way, they're, they're bringing in 10 very special cars to be on display underneath the Concorde that's behind us. And then all the tables for the ball are underneath the wings of Concorde along with the stage and so on. It's going to be an amazing evening. But they're just bringing the cars in. We just had a Valkyrie come in. <laughs> um, there's a, the Nichols M1A, which I've done loads of work with. That's coming. So there's some amazing cars. And while we're on the subject of cars, we need to probably thank um, Audi UK for this one because... Um, I'm in a, an R8 GT, which you've had. Uh, you took it to, to the Alps. Yep. <laughs> what a car. Yeah. So that's actually on display as one of the 10 this yep. evening. You're in an Audi R8 Spider, which is one of the display cars outside. Yes. No, it's, it's coming in now. Is it coming in? It's replacing uh, a Hurricane. It, it's replacing a yellow Hurricane, which is ironic because, <laughs> well, let's face it, the R8 isn't too different, is it? And, oh, my, well, and the R8's yellow. Yeah, so. so we've both got cars on display yep. inside. And then we needed shuttling around, and because we, me and Joe were in R8s, we had no space to put any of the podcast kit. So um, Audi amazingly stepped in, and Pat has an Audi SQ7. Yes. And they're wicked. I think they're one of the best cars Audi make, actually. They are. They're, they're one, of the, yeah, one of the best packages. That and also the S8, I think, is one of the good, yeah. greatest things. And the good thing is Patrick's not drinking tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a designated yeah. driver. <laughs> He's going to be our, our carriages. But, yeah, big thanks to... It's a seven-seater, yes. Yeah. Um, it, thanks to Audi UK press team more yeah. so than yeah, those yeah, guys abso- are. Absolutely, because we've rocking. got our partners with us. Um, they were at the hotel drinking champagne already, I think. Yes. Um, so it's going to be a good night. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and, and just one more thanks. I think we, should, we need to thank, uh, well, two more. The guests that we ha- we've had on yeah. have been fantastic. Uh, I- I've really enjoyed all of them. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed Raz's episode uh, as well, because that was just a laugh. I'm still chuckling yeah. after that one. And the last thanks goes to all of you lot for yeah. watching, listening, reviewing, doing whatever you do, uh, because uh, once again, without you, we wouldn't be doing yeah, this. Yeah, indeed. I mean, we're now over 6,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is amazing number and we'd like it to be bigger so if you're watching this and you haven't subscribed please hit the subscribe button it doesn't cost you anything but the it's just such an important thing to help us get access to really cool venues like we are here today really great guests yeah because we're now we've already started some big plans for next year um, and that those plans will be made easier to put into place if we've got as many subscribers and followers as we can so you might not think it's a big thing but that, yeah, that would be amazing because next year we're going to do some cool stuff next year. We are. But we've done some cool stuff this year. But yes. <laughs> we've got everything from we're going to try and go on tour again because we loved our tour to the Nürburgring, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment. Yep. We're going to do some live podcasts. Yep. Um, and we're going to try and get as many cool guests on as we can. So we really do want to shift up gears and just make the best podcast we can. Absolutely. So shall we go back and talk about a few of the things we've done this year yes and some of the highlights yeah um and i guess which came first dakar or evolo uh <laughs> dakar it was, dakar yeah. was pretty much the first week of january wasn't exactly. it? exactly first or second week in january because very early. for me that's that's one of my highlights not just of the year but of my time doing youtube and actually even irrespective of youtube just one of my highlights for me as a motorsport fan it was an amazing 
amazing experience. Yeah, that oh, was good. It, it, and, and doing it with you and the likes of Harry and, oh, and Harry's the legend. It was just, yeah, us running around that sort of sandy bank <laughs> back and forth, like, yeah, a couple of 15 year old kids. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. Really cool experience. And that kind of, that started the year off well. And yeah. I mean, it was, it was. And I, and I think the thing, the surprising thing still for me is, is how cool the trucks were. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, yeah. It, that's something you can't actually picture in your head until you see them. You can picture the bikes and the back wheel. You can picture the fast, you know, the prototype cars like Audi's, uh, Audi's Q. Uh, uh, RS e-tron Q. Oh, oh, you, I knew you were going to do that to me. <laughs> yeah, the Dakar that one, car. That <laughs> Um, I mean, they're all impressive, but when you see the trucks, it's just a whole nother got, level. Oh, it's a pista coming in now. Oh, we've got a pista. Yeah, yeah that's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Dakar was amazing. And then then pretty much we came back from that and then went out to Finland. Evelo, yeah. um, or you did some mice driving between those two, I think. Yes. You? Yeah, but uh, for me, the being on ice, driving a car on ice with the with the Michelin trip we did to Finland was was just a mega thing. And yeah. I, I'm I'm now desperate to do more of it next winter. So I need to start emailing people and see see if there are any ice driving trips on because that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, Grant, if you're watching this yes. from uh, Volkswagen UK and you know there just happens to be a couple of spots at another ice yeah. driving event, then you know yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I'll I'll email Grant and <laughs> yeah. show him the podcast. Yeah, we could do a podcast out on the ice. We could. Yeah. And that's, that's the that's the plan actually to do to do that would be very very cool. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Could do a podcast in the car sideways. Yes, yes. <laughs> brilliant. So <laughs> I got me glasses on. Oh, good. Me good. glasses on. Yeah. So that that I mean they, they experience wise they were right up there for me. I I just um I think when you when you drive a car sideways on ice it's a very very special thing. Yep. Um, how about you? Any other any other stuff? standout trips or so we, is this like our biggest standout trips of the year we're, we're, we could do, is this we? what we're kind of slipping into we, we, we go we, we're changing the agenda around because it just seems to flow yeah well i mean i've yeah I, <laughs> you've I've, been on quite a few just before we headed over to here so four or five hours ago i dropped these guys a message in the group saying um you know the best cars and the best trips and the best can i just can we add like some almost best things in there yeah. as well because there is there's been so many um have you worked out how many days away from home you've had this year no i have probably don't do that no that would be that would be especially this evening because lou's here this evening she, she would <laughs> she not be reminding of it no i think well i think the australia trip obviously bumped that up massively it's got to be three months if you add it all up yeah i think it would be yeah it's something something like that um and i i think in terms of in terms of my favorite trips of the year um, I've, I've struggled to, to, to put my best one down, but I think I'm going to stick with the ice driving event with Volkswagen because I, I think that is still, I think that's, I've, I've said this before, I'm sure on the podcast, I don't think that's ever going to be beaten in terms of an actual driving event because it was three and a half days driving on ice, unlimited, we could do what we wanted. I learned so much about car control. I loved, I learned so much about the Golf R um and i just loved it and the scenery and everything that that's very hard to beat but other ones obviously I've, australia was a big one i've just come back yeah. from uh my motorbike trips but the gs adventures in the alps was a huge one um bfg jeep safari i did out in in moab in the <laughs> desert 
that was cool. Uh, Le Mans with, with Patrick and Michelin um, is just incredible. And I'm hoping that next year, I almost said this year, but we're not quite there, are we? Next year, we can all do that together. Yeah, I've, I've booked that one out. Have you? So I'm not in Rome. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Trace. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, and, and then the last one we've already talked about is the Alps, the R8GT Alps trip, which was a flying visit. Um, I said again in our group, you were slightly, maybe not complaining, but pointing out the R8 GT is not the most efficient car in the world. No. And uh, I reminded you that I think I spent on that trip 1,700 quid in four days on fuel, um, wow. which has got to be a record. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that, that, but my favourite, I think, I have to, yeah, if I'm being completely honest with myself, it, it's the golf. It's, it's, it's the golf R on, on, on ice and snow. I, you you wax lyrical about that trip for a long time. Yeah, a long. long I, time. I think I always will as well. It's not like nothing's going to unless we can go and take the Concorde out for a quick test drive. I'm not sure many things will no, displace that no. too quickly. But um, but yeah, and, and yourself, Ped. So you've uh, already mentioned. Obviously, Dakar is a, a big da- highlight. Dakar, Dakar and, and Evolo were two big ones for me, and and I know explain why. The I, I've been on lots of launches and but not so many trips. I did a tour with SEC private members in Ireland, which was a fantastic. Uh, just over a week, we were lead car. I was in an Aston Martin Vantage, um, and it was an amazing time. And to be lead car, there was a lot of pressure there because you're you're setting the pace for everybody else. And and although we'd had the route wrecked, it wasn't wrecked by me. Right. <laughs> so so I'd never seen the roads before. So it was it was an emotional uh, week, but that was amazing. But my standout trip, um, I think just because of the access we had and the things that happened was I went to the Tour de France with Skoda and that was a really, really special. You know when you get an invite come in and, and you look at the itinerary and you think, that can't be right. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know, fly out to, to France. We're gonna in the morning ride out on bikes with the Tour de France winner from two thousand and ten, Andy Schleck. Um we're gonna go to the start and meet all the teams in their um, coaches I got to meet my hero Mark Cavendish and he was such a lovely humble guy then we went and got on a helicopter and flew over the peloton in a helicopter <laughs> and then we got in the tour car in the the, the um, press car yep. driving on the road literally 100 yards in front of the main peloton with me hanging out the back of the car with the camera um, and then we were at the end to see the finish. It was just one of those. I mean, as a cycling fan, but it yep. was the crossover for cars was there as well. But because the drivers, the all the guys that drive those press cars, and, and so they're all typically ex-pro cyclists, but they're all really handy peddlers because they've got such an amount of responsibility. It's like the guys who ride the motorbikes as well. Because yep. if it goes wrong, you're knocking people off bikes, and and it's you know it's it's bad. It so, looks it looks hectic. I mean, I, I'm also you know I've watched Tour de France since the age of dot really and yeah. my dad still watches it religiously every minute every second at home and uh that's a big part isn't it the support crews behind the tour and when you go and watch it you also realize what a big part it is and you also realize how fast everything is moving yeah, yeah. it's like it's, it's not like oh we're in a car we're okay we're going to keep up with some cyclists no you're on the limit all the time uh and, and and i've seen a few documentaries on on netflix and stuff that give you a good 
insight into what it's like being in the car. And I think you having that opportunity, it's not something that you could go out and buy. No. You can't buy that. No. You know, you can, you can buy it. You know, you can buy these cars. You can you know, buy a lot of things, but you can't buy that opportunity. So to I think be, we had race radio going. And it, yeah. actually, there was a lot of parallels with Dakar because Dakar and the Tour de France, they decamp every day. They move on to a different, in the Dakar, it's a bivouac. In the Tour de France, it's a different type cycling village. And there's like 3,000 people in the background doing that, moving it from one place to another. Yeah. So it was an immense, immense trip. But yeah, that was wow. certainly a big, big highlight. I've got, we've got rumbling coming. What have we got coming in now? Uh, oh, that looks like a 296 GTB, I reckon. Very nice. Oh, there's the first ever McLaren Senna over there as well. There's, there's some good cars coming in. <laughs> now then, talking about cars, are we going to be brave and, and do our absolutely uh, the, wait, top three? Do, do we start? Do we start with the most disappointing? Oh yeah. Okay. Or do we, I mean, yeah. Or do we go yeah, for the no, good let, ones let, first? Let's go, let's go yeah. disappointing first. Yeah. Let's let's leave that. That hook at the end of the podcast for people to, yeah, listen to what our favourites are. What your and they don't and, and this is not us, well necessarily. I'm speaking for myself, but it's not us ripping into cars. It's it's just no. cars that we might have been like, oh yeah yeah, and then you drive me, oh, yeah okay, and not you know it's nothing too special. Um, no. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm gonna surprise you with this. What? So my my main disappointment this year is I've been to lots of new car launches that are all electric platforms. And my main disappointment is they're all so similar to drive. It, 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 you kind of almost know what it's going to be like before you drive it. Yep. A lot of them on shared platforms, they're all, uh, you know, if you drive, it doesn't matter what, who makes the car, if it's an electric car with like 150 to 200 horsepower, they're all going to drive the same. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. And, and so therefore my dis disappointment is you don't get that fizz that you used to do when you're getting a new car to feel the gearbox or what the clutch is like or how the engine responds yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and oh, you know, what the power curve and, and so you have to recalibrate and, and look at different things so I, I, that's my first disappointment and, and that's me and I'm trying to be on my channel as, as kind of mixed as possible you know internal combustion engine um, battery electric hybrid whatever but i am finding it tricky going and, and test driving electric cars and my biggest disappointment probably is when you drive an electric car that just could be so much better yep um i drove the toyota bz4x okay. which is there it's like a mini mid-size suv all electric um and i had it in the winter the range was was woeful um, and, and to be fair, Toyota knew, and when I had it, it was pre, there, there was a big software upgrade to, to, to improve the battery management system and stuff. Um, but it was just a really disappointing car. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that, that would be my overriding disappointment is it, 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 it's not as fun as it used to be. It's not. Cause no. Because <laughs> a lot of the cars, you try really hard to see into something interesting. Yep. And it's quite challenging sometimes. It is. And I think that excitement of, if there, if it, even if it's a really fast electric car, that excitement of that acceleration goes away so quickly. Like you mm. do two or three launches, you're like, okay, you're scratching around trying to find something else. Well, after two or three launches, you'd be finding a charger. Wouldn't you? <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> scratching around trying to find a charger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. That's wow. I, I was not expecting you to to say that, Ped. 
But there you go. Just proves your your uh, honesty well, once again. Uh, yeah, but I I mean I, I was literally the, the the thing that really tipped me. I went to uh, launch with Vauxhall a couple of weeks ago, and I drove the new Corsa and the new uh, Astra, and I like them both actually. And I I hadn't done anything with Vauxhall before, and I really like what Vauxhall are doing at the moment. But they both had the same powertrain pretty much, so they both drove the same. Yeah. They you know you end up just talking about how far it will go on range, how fast it will charge, and there's. You just there's a whole narrative that disappears as a car reviewer when yep. you're driving an electric car, yep. and I one of the things I'm going to try and do next year is, you know, constantly trying to think of a new angle, a different story, a different part. Because I'm not, I'm not the kind of channel that that you know talks about how the infotainment system works. No, you know, I want to do stuff you can't Google. I want to describe what it's like to drive, what it feels like through your bum, what it what it feels like through your hands because you can google how fast it is or or how long it takes to charge or how big the battery is that's boring yeah yeah but in electric cars it's really hard to describe some yeah. of those things it is yeah it's hard to come up with enough stuff to talk about isn't yeah. it unless it's yeah. a quick reel um how about you then well car? Uh, yeah i mean so i, I, I reckon i can guess <laughs> well I've, I've written down I've written down three, but actually there's there's a fourth one that's popped into my head that I had very recently. Uh, one of these um, is actually a car that you and I had, and I think you agree with me in this because we both had high expectations on it. Do you know what I'm going to say? It was big. Big. It was long. <laughs> oh, the Arteon. Yeah, the Ar- Arteon R yeah. shooting brake. Um. And I think the reason that was a disappointment for me was because I had quite high expectations about that because it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks fast and it's not. It's yeah, not fast. It's not very dynamic. It's, it's a decent package if it's it was expensive. 40 grand, but not 70 odd like our one was. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a bit of a letdown for me because it took me 10, 20 minutes behind the wheel. And I thought, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's, n- it's not as good as it looks. It's a bit like some. I love my coffee. It's like sometimes you walk into a into a cafe and you're like, mm, oh, the smell of coffee, and then you get the coffee. You're like, oh, it, yeah. it smells good. It's a zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if you're lucky. Uh, so I think that's my first one. I'm not saying it's a bad car. It's just a bit disappointing. It's not to me what it says on the. You know, you think, oh, is it a cut price RS6 or something? No, it's not. Uh, that's the first one. Second one, uh, I have to throw an electric car in there, of course. Um, uh, updated ID3. <laughs> I just don't know what to say, really. It's an ID3. It's like... Do you think, though, that you and I are, um, and many of our followers, are real car obsessives? We yeah. We love cars. Yeah. Right? So we're... And we love the joy of driving, and we love the joy of a car, and, and all the things it can give us. And cars like an ID3... Mm are bought by people who want to get from A to B yeah. and don't care about the car that no, much. No. They want it either to be as cheap as possible, as efficient as possible, as quiet as possible, and they don't really care. And I'm sure you can I can think of loads of people I know who just aren't car people. Yeah. They have a car because they have to. Yep. And and so, well, so I, I think, think sometimes you have I, I I try not to You try to take your petrol head hat off as yeah, it were like yeah. your driver's hat yeah. no and i totally agree and i think the id3 in terms of what volkswagen have said anyway it's meant to kind of replace the golf and that's what the golf's always been around hasn't it aside let's put aside the gtis and the exciting models yeah it's always been the car that you buy because it's safe it's reliable it gets you from a to b 
Um, and it's relatively affordable as well. It's never been too expensive. Mm. But I think the problem with the ID3 in today's world is just how expensive it is. Um, um, then you, we've talked about this before, and then you look at it against some of the, you know, the new Chinese stuff that's out there, or uh, you know, a number of other products that are available, and you just think, why am I paying an extra fifty percent? Because it's got a Volkswagen badge. It's not. Do you know what I mean? It's lost. It's still got the badge appeal because it's still, you know, you still got the brand behind it. But it's 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 in a bit of a sketchy place, I think, at the moment. That sort of car, and we're seeing that production lines of the ID3, the Cooper Born, another, in my opinion, pretty dull car. They've they've they're not doing, they're not selling that well, and I yeah. think that's why it's because they're not they're not trying to be anything special, but they're not even doing what they're meant to do well enough at their price point um and i think yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go with that but yeah the updated i went to the update it was like, okay they've changed a few things but as you say maybe that's just me mm. <laughs> uh, but then i guess it's me saying my most disappointing car so it's uh well yeah but um, one of the things i do want to do next year is get into some more of the chinese brands because yeah. you know there's we could have the whole debate about china and human rights and all those types of things but they're very good at making technology and making cars at a price point that the traditional manufacturers just can't match yep um and and you know i drove new corsa the top spec electric corsa is nearly 40 grand 38 grand for a corsa right <laughs> corsa. yeah so the the petrol one start sorry the, the petrol one starts at 19 grand it's yep. got a, a 1.2 liter turbo engine, yep. turbo engine petrol engine the the electric one starts at 32 i think for a Corsa. And goes up to 38 yeah, yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember only 12 months ago, 18 months ago, everyone was like, oh, Golf R's 40 grand. Ah. Yeah. Now you're paying 40 grand but for But the really Corsa. interesting thing was the, 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 the way it was pitched at the kind of briefing was to, to make them more affordable, it's, it's a total PCP play. So they've lengthened the PCP term to five years. They've reduced the interest rate, and and the, so the the monthly figure is like two nine nine or something to get into electric. But but I, I just I can't get my head around. But who's going to be one? Of, who's going to in this current climate? The way EVs are moving very fast, they're improving, batteries improving. Every day there's a new electric car in the market. Yeah. Who's going to want to go into a five year fixed I, PCP on a Vauxhall Corsa? Mate, I, I can't remember who it was. Many years ago, told me whenever you buy a car never finance it over more than two or three years because no. you'll be bored of the car and yep. you want to move it on yeah but anyway so yeah i, I i'm <laughs> <laughs> we digress <laughs> <laughs> well it's to be honest though i think it's it's i've i've done videos to you as well i think just think the whole price thing so yeah. that course of video went on my channel last week and the um or by now it will have been live a few times what we got now oh that 720s like 720s it says it on the number plate, so that's oh, yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. All McLarens look the same to me, apart from the ugly Senna with the big. Although I just say that really loud over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving on. Okay. Um, so that. So right. So we're going to go good. Good cars. Uh, no, one sec, I haven't finished with my bad cars. Oh, jeez. Really? Yeah. Just. Hold just, on. I know. I can guess. Garland. I five. Oh, I five was the one that I said I just thought of this morning. <laughs> Again, it's down to the price point. I don't know if my video has made it to the channel yet by the time you're watching this. But the i5 M6 that I had was 120,000 pounds. Mate, it that's was a it was insane. a good car, but it's not worth it's not worth 80 grand, let alone 120 grand optioned. So that that in that sense, again, it's like bringing 
perspective, you know, it's like, uh, but my, and my last one, believe it or not, is another BMW, uh, is the XM. I don't know if you've driven that yet. No, I saw one when I was at that Vauxhall thing, actually. Loud things, aren't oh, it must they? have been a press car. Uh, black and, no, 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 I don't know where it was, actually. Oh, someone bought the, one? The press cars, that, the, the, the satin black with red trim, I've There's, seen that. I think they've Alfabra. got a few of them. Yeah. Big though, aren't they? They are. So, I mean, they're not a bad car, but they're just a confused car. And I, when I went to the launch, I didn't understand it. I had the one out in Australia for 10 days, which was great because like we talked about, I think on the last podcast or a couple of podcasts ago, it's one thing test driving a car at a press launch. It's, it's another thing living with one for a while. Yeah. And the one in Australia I literally live with. Uh, it was a brilliant car, but it just doesn't, It's the ride quality is really harsh. Uh, it's not massively fast. Is that because they haven't designed a spring yet that can take the weight the of the weight car? The weight of it, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Or they've just put... It feels like they've put wooden blocks in where the springs are. Um, and it's just a little bit of a confused... For, for me, the reason, again, the reason I, I just look at an XM and go, why would you, is because you can buy an X5M for £20,000 less. And that, to me, is a car that's 50 times better in pretty much every area. Um, so that's yeah. Again, it's not a bad car. It's just a. It's just a why. Yeah. Why would you? Um, and that's yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's get out of the negative. Yeah, let's do good cars. Let's do into the positive. So we've each chosen three good cars, but ten. Joe, Joe, yeah. How long's this podcast again? <laughs> so Joe threw me a spanner because he said basically it had to be a car that was new this year. That was launched. I think launched this year because yeah. it's because yeah. I All think right. this is kind of like. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, car of the year, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Uh, Drive uh, Talk podcast, car of the year. Yeah, and uh, did they have to have featured on our channels or just any? Um, not necessarily. Okay. If you've driven one, yeah. yeah. Or even there's one that I thought of, I haven't driven it, but I know it would be my favourite car in the world. But yeah. yeah. Okay, Okay. good. Right. So, you, who's going first? I think I think you should start first. Okay. Maybe give us, what have, you, have you actually got your three there or have you got some peripheral ones um, as well? Well, uh, I've got... No, I've got my three here. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of my favourite cars this year, I was trying to work out whether they were actually new this year or not. Um, I've because I've done lots of new EV type cars, yep. and and I, that's not going to make my car of the year. Okay. Because uh, I haven't driven an EV that's made apart from a Model Y that's made me go wow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Model. Sorry, what I missed that. There was a sound, a new, sound check. Sorry, Mo- that was a v, Model V12 what? Vantage. Just oh, coming. yeah, yeah. Um, so, first car, I, I didn't drive it because, uh, and I'll give you a clue. I didn't drive it because they're only making 33 of them. And and I, it's it's a daft car, really, because it's not a car that any of us are ever going to be able to buy. Okay. But as a thing to look at, as a piece of automotive art. So Ped's car of the year is something that nobody can own. Yes. He hasn't driven. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I love you, Ped. Yeah. You're just... And, and I think just... it's, it's one of the most beautiful cars that's been built in the last 20 or 30 years. The Concorde? No, that's no. not a car. Oh, it's not a car. It's an aeroplane. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Stop being mean to me. Sorry. Um, oh, I just, no, I love you. I just... So can I, I just put in something? Earlier on, we, like you suggested, rightly so, should we should we share our favourite cars just so yeah. that we don't overlap? Yeah. And I think I replied by going, I don't think there's any chance <laughs> in that. And, and uh, anyway, okay, so thank you. I haven't even told you what it is. It sounds pretty special. Oh, is it, it like a deer, a singer of some description? No, 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 no. no. I flew, I went to Italy to do a studio shoot with it. Oh, uh, it's the Ferrari FXXXX. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you're nearly, nearly right. there. Is it a Maserati something? No, it's an Alfa Romeo. 
Is that like is that like an Alfa Romeo? Uh, yeah, uh, Alfa. <laughs> it's an. It was, so so my first car of the year. Yeah. Is, is the Alfa Romeo 33 Stradale. Yes, I know. I remember. I remember the pictures of it. Yeah. yeah. That is a beautiful car. It is fundamentally an MC20 underneath. Okay, which isn't which isn't a bad, isn't a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. And they're only making 33 of them, and they're all sold. Uh, and for many, and they're going to be like loads of money. And for many people, it's a ridiculous thing. However, I just thought it was a beautiful car. And I think for Alfa Romeo, I think a lot of that design will filter down into cars that we end up seeing on the road in the next five years or so. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, so that that's my first one. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's a nice... Uh, that's, uh, not something I would have thought of. I, I, I obviously wasn't there, so I don't know. But yep. I've, I've seen the pictures. It's beautiful. And I can appreciate that as a piece of art. In fact, if that was here tonight, that would go down Oh, yeah. Really I mean, well. it's like the perfect, the perfect thing to be... The to perfect be audience as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, oh, look, the tables are getting set up. Ooh. Um, right. So, okay. So, so my turn. I'm going to brush over a couple of cars that haven't made it into the top three. Yeah. Uh, did you just, he just, he just clocked, he just clocked check. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So now this is again, surprising probably to a lot of you. M3 Touring. You've got one. I've got one. It was launched this year. It hasn't made it into my top three. Yeah. Uh, the reason being, it's a brilliant car. If you'd asked me last, if you asked me in 2021, I would have said an M3 Saloon would have made it into the top three. It's it's no different to an M3 Saloon in terms of driving and all the rest of it. You know, it's a bit heavier. Uh, it's a brilliant car. It makes it in. If I could have a top five, it'd be there, but it's not. So it just sits outside. Uh, same with the G87 M2. And again, people will be like, "What? Wow." Uh, we've both driven that a lot. Yep. It's a great car, yep. but it's not like it. It says what it's what it's meant to. It, it says, you know, it, what's the saying? It says what it does. What it says on the tin. That's the one. Quite literally, it's a great car, brilliant, but it's not like oh my goodness, you know, my one. The long term, I went back a week ago. I'm missing it, but I'm not craving it. Mm. It's it's you know. Uh, so apologies to any M2 <laughs> owners out there or M2 touring owners. Brilliant cars, but not my top three. Um, the next one that just about scrapes in, well, it scrapes out, doesn't quite make it in, is the iX1. And yes, that's an electric car. Sorry? Are you yes. feeling all right? <laughs> it's not even, oh, that's unbelievable. Wow. That nearly made it. That's yeah. like number four. Oh, uh, well, it is, it, it's number, well, it's, it's in the top five Pat, or can six. You, can yeah. you order an ambulance, please? Joe needs yeah. to go to intensive care immediately. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, I, iX1. I think I mentioned it mind, recently. If, mind you, if an electric makes your top three, I'm going to pass out. Uh, no, that's, that's as far as an electric car makes it. But uh, <laughs> I love that package. It's really affordable. It's a great, I went past one on the motorway tonight, actually, pointing out to Lou, and Lou was like, you feeling all right? Um, they're really, really great little cars. I they're, like the X one. I've not driven the electric one yet, so I need to have a go. You'll like it. Oh, I hope you will. I think it's a brilliant car. Um, and see, I'm not. That just proves I'm not completely anti-EV. Um, I'm just... Uh, oh, they're bringing me car in. Oh. Well, I wish it was my car. Yes. Oh, there it is. They cleaned it. I cleaned it oh, yesterday. Oh, it looks like the Concorde. Yeah. I cleaned it yesterday. Um, so, uh, well, that's actually good timing. Um... Because, so, uh, so let's talk about my, so my first one that has made it in mm -hmm. is M3 CS. Oh, now that is a special car. That is another level compared to the M3 Touring and the M2. That is a step up in every sense. It's a very, very special car. I think they were 115 grand when they were new, which is a lot of money. But in today's world, for what you get, wow. Cheaper than um, that, i5. <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that's yeah that that's my first one M3CS. And mm. over to you, Pet. <laughs> okay. Still in shock with the iX one, to be honest. Um, so yeah, so they're just bringing the R8 GT, which I've spent, I've had such fun this week. It's a, that's a proper proper animal that car. I'm very jealous that you, you had to drive that in the in the mountains. Yep. Well, look, looks good, doesn't it? Anyway, don't let's not get distracted. So number two. Um, now I'm I, I've chosen this one because for my lifestyle this would be a really nice choice because it's practical. It could it, the thinking man's choice for this type of car would probably be something like a Macan GTS. So that should give you an idea of the form factor of it. Okay. Um, so a Macan GTS, I think, is probably in this class the number one choice. But I didn't go Macan GTS. I've gone for something that's a little bit more special in terms of you won't see so many of them around. It's another Italian manufacturer. Ooh. Is it Stelvio? No, that's not. Well, no, that's too old. <laughs> well, it kind of is, actually. Oh, it's the Maserati something it's or other. It's the Maserati Gracale Trofeo. Yes. Yes. Now, I think they are lovely. Yep. And the, it's, it basi- it's, it's a Alfa Romeo Stelvio with a dress on, basically. Yeah. Um, but that's not a bad thing, because Alfa Romeo Stelvios, they're just mega things. Yeah. V6, twin turbo, mega gearbox, sound amazing. So all the things, I drove it and I thought, this just feels just like a Stelvio, and then that's why. Yep. But I just think they're great. it was a great car. The only downside is, and it, it, you may well, that's why a Macan GTS would probably be a better option. They're quite pricey. They're like best part of 100 grand. Okay. Um, so that the, sounds about right in my head. Yeah. I mean, so the, the, so, but, but I just thought a bit different, you know, yep. uh, uh, for, for the kind of car we like, I thought that would be a really good choice for us. Wow. You, you're going Italian strong on this one, hey, mate. I know. The fact you would get to know your local dealer really, really well if you bought either of those cars <laughs> is another matter entirely. But <laughs> yeah, that's all part of uh, ownership, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, the other thing, I'm, I'm really glad that it's not run out of fuel. Because uh, one of the things about bringing the cars in here is they're not allowed to have any more than a quarter of a tank of fuel in them because of the um, health and safety. And but I guess it's something to do with the fire insurance. Oh, that's, oh that, that, that came on tour with us. That's, that's, a, that's an SF90. And that, that colour of the car, that's the um, F1 team colour. It's, okay. like it's the only one. That's, that's a frozen one as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I, I, I tried my best to arrive here today with a quarter of a tank of fuel. I got here with 10 miles of fuel left. So. Wow. <laughs> so that's quarter of a tank. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, go on then. Um, oh, I feel a bit bad now that the R8 GT is behind me and I, I haven't... I think that's a brilliant, brilliant car. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit more of the same in terms of what Audi have produced. And actually, I think they... Because I went to launch that, I think, at the end of last year. So, the, yeah. Anyway, so great car. But, uh, okay, so my next one uh, in, in the group... And I'm, I'm hazarding a guess that you might have put this one in there as well. I know. Uh, what do you think it is? I think this could be from Stuttgart. It is definitely from Stuttgart. I'm in a... fact, my last, yeah, my last two, my, my other two are. I, I, I can guess two and three. I, I can guess your last two. Okay. Well, what's this one? Well, I think this one's probably nine nine two 
GT3 RS. Absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my third one. <laughs> I knew, I, I literally, as I wrote that down, I said, that was one I thought we're going to get. This. But I thought, you know what? It just shows we both we both love similar cars, yeah. but we both also have very different tasting cars. Yeah. And uh, But I just knew that car, we only drove it. I say only, another, that was another great, uh, absolutely great oh, podcast mate. location, yeah. Porsche Silverstone Experience Centre. Um, fantastic day out there and the highlight for me and I think probably for you was the fact that firstly we didn't know we were going to be driving it until we got there yeah. and they were like oh you're in the new GC3 RS um, didn't spend enough time to get a taste of it but not enough time to to you know really get under its skin but I found that driving the GT3 RS from the car parking spot to the actual start of the test track there which is which, about 50 yards which is about 50 <laughs> yards in that space you could you just knew how incredible it was going to be and it didn't disappoint it was just mind-blowing um which probably is not surprising to anyone because let's we all know it's amazing but yeah, and i guess you know some people are gonna say it's another one of those cars that no one can get because you've got a, a bought 50 porsches before but yeah i, I agree and uh, the, the thing for me the reason why that that was my probably my best best of those three not my best car of the year but is we we didn't drive it for that long, but because we were at Porsche Experience Center, we were able to push the envelope of the car far more than we would have been able to do on the public road. Oh, really? Um, no, joking. <laughs> joking. I was, I was drifting it. Um, and and because we were on a on a test facility with a guy from Porsche next to us, the thing that amazed me about that car is on the steering wheel you've got the the buttons that can control. Um, they can control the traction control, the suspension, the diff settings yep and it I, I, when i saw it come out i thought that's all a bit gimmicky yeah um and only someone who's like really really like a top flight driver is ever going to really be able to to use those and get the most out of them and that just wasn't the case no that, it, uh, like you said was, especially having someone next to you who knew what they were what all these buttons did yeah. and then them going right stop let's change this one now okay we'll change the diff setting what's that going to yeah. do oh right okay oh wow yeah. that's what it does yeah yeah, yeah. um What's oh. coming in now? Oh, it's oh, your, it's your it's... car coming in, Joe. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, <laughs> There's a yellow hurricane coming in. Needs to put the roof down, surely. Yes. Probably yeah. got probably the roof up because it's freezing outside. Yeah. Uh, oh, looks good. There's, uh, a, there's, a, there's a good selection of cars see, there. So uh, we've got uh, Audi UK press team represents. Yay. Fantastic. So we've got Amira R8 Spider, SF90, R8 GT, V12 Aston Martin Vantage, 750, oh sorry, 720S, although, hey, let's face it, from this distance they're the same. Um, Aston Martin Valkyrie, McLaren Senna, 296 GTB, Ferrari Pista and Nichols M1A. Pretty wow. good, isn't it? So yeah, but no, anyway, so, so GT3 RS for me, it, it, it made me feel um, like I actually had a better bum in the car than... Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? As in, so Nicky Lauder always used to say he had yeah. a, a really great ass. He could he could sit in a car and, and and know what the car was doing by the feelings that were coming up through his body. Yeah, like a go like a go kart. Yeah. And, yeah, and and that's what GT3 RS did for me. Is yep. I, I could feel just tiny changes. Yep. Uh, you know, it changed the damper settings, and you could feel the nose tighten up. Changed yep. the diff setting. You could feel the car pushing itself. It, it was just amazing, absolutely yep. amazing experience. Um, and I know if I if I got a press car from Porsche GB, which I hope to do in the new year, and I have it on the public road, you'll never tap into any of that on the public no, road. No, no. Because you have to be going quickly and, and stuff, and you need to be doing that on a track. And let's face it, I'm, I'm going to be able to take 
that on a track date. <laughs> um, but yeah, amazing car. Yeah, amazing car. Oh, well, I'm glad well, we. Well, there you go. Well, that was so my, we, that we was my, <laughs> my next one. So that saved us a bit of time. Right? Yep. Get to the bar earlier. Fantastic. Um, and onto your. Well, that, well, that was my. Oh wait. So what? Oh yeah, you I've got three. Like, oh no, yeah, I've ruined. I've, yeah, I've ruined your moment. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but that's fine no. because we chose the same one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe then. What's that... your last one? So the my... last one's a sport classic. No, no, <laughs> sport classic's good. But it was I just... good. It was nice. But... Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was impressive, uh, as all nine elevens are. But no, it was another car from Stuttgart. It was another nine eleven. Oh, the base one, probably. No, that's a great car. Uh, uh, GTS? Two-wheel two drive no, GTS? No. Uh, they all launched last year. I think all, all right. the GTSs last year. Mm. The base Carrera years mm. ago. Something that was launched oh, this year. Oh, the KN. Nope. Nope. It's, an, it's, it's a 911. Oh. I think it was launched. Yeah, it was definitely launched at the beginning of this year. Uh, oh, the T? Yes. Oh. Yeah. That was a fantastic car. That was just unbelievably good. I mean, so, so here's a question then. Yeah. Right. They're both 911s. Yeah. And there were some people watching go, but they're both 911s. Yeah. Surely they're the same car. Yeah. What's different about them? Uh, to, to, to the layman, in layman's terms, you know, you like them both. Yep. But I'm not driven the T, but they're, they're both very, very good cars, but very different. Very different. And then you throw, like, let's say, throw a Turbo S in there as well. So then you've got three completely different 911s, uh, all different ends of the scale. Uh, the reason I like the T, so okay, so the GZ3 RS is is the most focused track weapon slash road crazy machine, right? That, that as you we talked about, it's adjustable in every way. In order to get the most out of that car, you need to be okay. As, a, as an average driver, you're going to it's going to be fast, but to, in order to extract everything from that car, you almost need to be a racing car driver, right? Yep. Or at least you need to spend a few weeks with it, understanding everything. Um, and on the road, that's almost a bit of a pain in the ass. You just talked about the 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 the, the fact you can feel everything through your bum, mm. through your hands and stuff. But if you were to run that as a daily <laughs> on the road, it would get a little bit tiresome. Oh yeah, very quickly, yeah. wouldn't it? Even yeah. even a GT, a normal GT3 or GT4 RS. Um, so that's it's like the racing car of the 911 lineup isn't it mm. um the 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 t is at the other end of the scale and it uses the most the three liter the, the detuned three liter lump that's in the in the base carrera so only 380 horsepower i think 385 but remember these are stuttgart horsepowers that seem to be on something they definitely eat something different for breakfast um but that's what makes it so appealing is it's not ridiculously fast you can put your foot down in it for four or five seconds and you're not going to get banged up mm. um you, you have to really work the engine you have to work everything the chassis is really supple it's not overly stiffly sprung the interior is beautiful because it's a 992 interior but it's back to basics there's not loads of alcantara you can't of course you can it's a porsche configurator you can go crazy in there but the one that we had, or the one that I had off, off, off Rob, was, was fairly stripped out. There wasn't too many options in there. And it was just brilliant. Um, and as a road car or a road tour car or something, it's the sort of thing that could do everything. You mm. could take it on track and put some Cup 2s on it, and it would be, you know, it'd be amazing. But, um, but, and it's, what, half the price? I think it's 105 grand 
GT3 RS is what, 200? Yeah. And, and also, you could walk into a Porsche dealership and buy one. You could, at the, especially at the moment. Yeah, there's, yeah. I've seen quite a few in stock because the points 992.2 is just about to come out in January, I think, they're yeah. launching that. So, um, what's that, DBS? Now, that, that's no. a very special car for this hangar because that is uh, an Aston Martin DBS Concorde Edition. Oh, so okay. that so that's got if you you can see on the side on the scuttle you yep. got a little Concorde that's made out of Concorde undercarriage. No way. If you look at the headliner, there's like a it looks like you're in Concorde. Um, it's and it's an epic thing. Later on, you have to go down and have a look. They're yeah, that, amazing. Well, I get the feeling after a couple of uh, Vinos, you and I are going to be down there dribbling over quite yeah, a few cars. So definitely. Um, oh, I can see. I can see my banana. I left a banana in the center console. <laughs> it's just sticking up. It's the same color as the car, though. Nice. Um, anyway, yeah. I digress. But yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I don't know uh, which. So which car are we going to name? Is it's got to be the GT3 RS? I guess. Uh, it, it has. So for new cars out this year, GT3 yeah. RS absolutely. However, I also want to give a shout out to. I think the best car I've driven this year that might surprise people. Okay. Okay. Because and it and it, I don't think it it didn't come out this year, but I just want to give it a shout out because it's that good. Yep. And I've driven some good cars this year and some fun things. I drove an aerial Nomad this year. Yep. Have you ever driven one of those? I, I have. Yeah. What yeah. a giggle! I Abs mean, it was just I, phenomenal. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just ridiculous car. Yeah. It's like driving a full size radio control car. Ridiculous. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I drove a track car called the Spartan, which is an oh, yes. immense car, eight hundred kilos, ridiculous horsepower. It's a phenomenal thing. Yeah. But the car that won me over this year, and I, you'll, you'll, as soon as I start to talk about it, you'll know exactly which one, because it wasn't that many weeks ago I had it. Uh, wasn't that many weeks Oh, I know exactly. What, yes. <laughs> the Skoda. Skoda. That was also in one of my top. Yeah, I should have. Mate, so your Skoda, one was beautiful. Octavia, VRS. Yep. Um, it was in uh, the most beautiful car. I think it's called Royal Green Metallic. Yeah. And um, the paint. Um, black black pack so no chrome on it all the badging was black it was just ace yeah. and the best thing about it and then we started in the early part of this podcast we're talking about how expensive things were it's 240 horsepower manual yeah i don't think you can order a manual from factory anymore but manual gearbox in an estate car 240 horsepower you can spank its ass and not lose your license yeah it was such a hoot down the 38 down grand 38 grand and that had two grand of options on it remind me how much that Vauxhall Corsa was that you talked about earlier a grand extra <laughs> <laughs> for I an mean, electric Corsa and you drive it and you just think it was just unbelievable yeah and that's brand new so you you know you could get a six month old one or a ten month old but probably five ten grand less than that maybe yeah yeah it was just, as a package it was unreal it did everything and yeah. I'd had it I had it about two weeks after I had the M3 Touring yeah and they're very similar. Oh, here we go. Look at this perfect time. Yes. Hold on a minute. I think we got... So we we didn't want to say we were getting Brad on because uh, we're here for the SEC Christmas party and it's all a bit mad down there. But this is Bradley Carr, who I've known for a long time now. <laughs> Anybody who follows me on the channel, me and Brad go are way back. We first met when you were running Rolls-Royce Bristol, which Correct. is about a stone's throw from here. It is. Um, and we're here for the uh, the the final bash of the year. Yes. Um, thank you for having us, mate, and thank you for arranging this amazing backdrop. I'm pretty speechless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's this, this pretty is, um, cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. 
I so, think he's a year in the planning and, and um, just getting close to kickoff is, is frightening. I know. I, I, can, I can feel and sense the pressure because uh, I know you're a busy man. We've been seeing you running around downstairs. Um, but I just want to say one thing. It's not often that me and you feel sure on a podcast. I know. He's massive, isn't he? Yeah. The, the funny, the, one of the first times I ever met Brad, I bought a Caterham 620R press car down here to Bristol. Right? Yeah. And, and I thought, Oh, do you want to come round the block in it, Brad? He couldn't get his leg in it, let alone it wasn't, in the whole it thing. It wasn't the legs, mate, but we're not going to go that no, way. So. No. Um, <laughs> I needed a slighter chat yeah. to fit through the gap. And then I took the um, sales manager from Lamborghini up the road, snapped both drive shafts and went home on the back of an AA truck. It wasn't, was it? It was the guy from Aston Martins. He came running back to the car park without you and the caterham. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Talking about Aston Martin, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. Is, that, is, is this a what, flex? What's this? That's a flex, isn't it? That's definitely Look a flex. That. Is that, can I, can I take that home? No, please. <laughs> the reason why it's in front of oh, me is this, gotta is, be, this is, is gotta... the keys for an Aston Martin Valkyrie. Yeah. Which is just sat behind me. So that is in my sight all night. Wow. Yeah, I, well, I wasn't going to run away with it. And, and it's not, I mean, it's not just, it's not just any Aston Martin Valkyrie, is it? Who owns that Aston Martin Valkyrie? So that is our chief ambassador of the club's Dr. Andy Palmer. So he was the man that instigated Valkyrie, which is uh, which is a pretty epic story in itself. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> there are some good cars. Have we worked out the combined value of all those cars down there? We were we were trying to guess, and it's it's a big number. It's quite a lot. It's, it's quite, quite a lot. lot. Should we say that? I can see the, the panic in Brad's face. Is <laughs> oh I've worked it out, and I don't want to say. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is it worth more than Concorde though? Ooh. I doubt it. What, what can you do with the, a Concorde? Really in, no, no, I was going to say, true. if you added up all the horsepower, I think Concorde still wins. I think so. I would yeah, hope so. And speed? Well, yeah, Mac 2. Oh, if you added up all the speeds to get... Yeah, no, the cars would win. Oh, yeah, no, oh, well, yeah. no, because yeah, 16 there's... cars at 200 mile an hour plus is... Oh, this is yeah. true, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's faster than a Concorde? Yeah. So, how ma- so you've got... Um, a couple of hundred people here tonight? Correct, yep. You've got... How many cars have we got on display downstairs? 16 cars. 16? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was 10. That's why I'm really, really sweaty and feeling immensely stressed. So I really am appreciating the break, guys. So thank you. I know, you. yeah. We're like, do you want to come on the podcast, Brad? He was like, yeah, yeah, but um, I don't know when. The, yeah. the funniest thing is because I've got ridiculous OCD and, and I need to have it looking perfect. I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll let them start doing it. Then I'll come up and I've been there like, that's going there, that's going there. And uh, mate, you know, you, getting the tape measure out. You don't have OCD. You have CDO. CDO. Yeah, that's OCD with all the letters in the right order. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. I'm going to use that now. I've got CDO. (laughs) (laughs) It messed with my alphabets. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, as we've gone back a long way. um, And amazing that you started this club in lockdown as a a Facebook group to to keep you um, sane while you were on furlough. And now look at it. I I think I I worked for Aston Martin in Mayfair for, for three years as business manager. And a majority of the customers who had done really well out of the um, last recession we had. And I remember being in that recession and in sales and you were just looking at your colleague across the showroom and you're like, got a customer today? Like, nope, you? Nope. And there was like nothing because the world was said, don't buy anything. But the clever people went and invested, bought stuff. And then they were literally my customers when I was working on Park Lane. So it was, um, you know, I thought next time anything like that happens, I want to make a difference. So... Yeah, I just got addicted to this whole car club. Three months of waking up in the morning, 11 o'clock at night, the other half going, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, on Facebook, trying to network. <laughs> and literally, that's how, um, how I created it. Well, you still do, because wow. you run a ridiculous amount of events every year. 
Drive yeah. tours. We're doing a good drive tour next year. We're off to Stelvio. Yes. The Stelvio Pass next year. Nice. I might have to bring my bike, though. <laughs> Can I put my bike in the back? No. Let's <laughs> put, put it on the roof. What, what are you We're, driving? Do you know what you're driving? Uh, I don't know yet. I can't say because I haven't, I haven't um, got... I've but got we are going to Stelvio. <laughs> you could, you could probably guess. He, has, he hasn't asked. You he could probably... Asked you could probably no, I have. You could oh. probably guess what I want to get my hands on, but it's just not been confirmed yet. If be you're going to Stelvio, Stelvio Pass... pass Oh, <laughs> with a support car. So oh, Stelvio Quadrifoglio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what. That's the perfect car for it, right? Yes. So yeah. So Hugh, from um, yeah, if you're listening, I'll be emailing you in the new year. <laughs> oh, well, that's a brilliant, it's a brilliant story, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, it'd be good, be good. Yeah. But um, looking at the time, we need to pack up, go back to the hotel. Yes. Get our DJs on. You need to. At some point, I'll you need to go down and. Changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were in black. We could just put a I bow tie up there. They managed, to sort, they managed yeah, to sort the stage out. It's being put in there. Okay. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, look. Can you look? Look at that. That's amazing. It's, it was supposed to be in at nine a.m. I was told, and I'd done all the prep, site walk, team walk, planning walk, and something was bugging me inside here. Like there's something missing, and then I just walked past it after like ten times. Stage. <laughs> so. the, the other reason we have to stop very shortly is I can see the band setting up, and they're going to start sound they checking are. in a minute. And <laughs> And I don't think we can deal with, you know, noisy supercars and hypercars coming in, but there's no way we're going to deal with it. And the singer tonight was X, X Factor. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, she seems amazing. I'm looking forward to hearing her. Yeah, cool. And you're going to do a little video on this as well, I guess, tonight? Uh, yeah, we might do a few, yeah. few stories, a bit of a video. Apparently I'm doing a speech. Yeah. <laughs> no singing, though. Definitely oh, I was looking forward to that. There's no way I'm doing any singing. <laughs> uh, Brad, where can people find, find you guys? Uh, yeah, sccprivatemembers.com at sccprivatemembers. Um, just pretty much search sccp anywhere, and we seem to be the first thing that appears. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. And we hit our 10,000 follower mark um, on Instagram. Oh, mate, that's good. A couple of weeks ago, which was a great success. I've got to say, there's great lot, success. There's, there's, Sorry. there's great lots success. of success. Nice. <laughs> 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 like, like. There's lots of car clubs out there. The one thing I do love about SEC, and I'm not blowing sunshine up your uh, what's it, is the people, the members are amazing. I've made through a couple of drive tours with you and, and events, I've made friends for life. And when you see them, I've seen a couple who, who are coming tonight, and I'm just so excited just to spend mm. the evening with them because they're they're just great fun. There's, Wait, you said that really... about he said that to me and you, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, because I am. You're on my excited. table. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. No, thanks for that, Ped. I appreciate the, the invite. It's great. Uh, okay. Yeah, looking we're gonna, forward. We're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Anyway, mate, thank you so much, Brad, for uh, for the invite. Guys, um, thank you for the rest. Yeah, I was going to say, you <laughs> looked like you needed it. I thought you were going to pass out when you <laughs> ran up the stairs. Um, guys, that is the end of this year for the Drive Talk podcast. Um, and I guess, especially if you're watching this the day it went out, enjoy the rest of Christmas Day. Yes. <laughs> Have yeah. a fantastic uh, New Year's Eve celebration. And we will see you in the new year when we are coming back bigger and stronger. Yep, looking awesome. forward to it. Can awesome. I drop in a Merry Christmas to all the members that are going to watch this as well? Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, Christmas to all SEC members. members. <laughs> Thank you for being wonderful. Honestly, as Ped said, you are all amazing. I treasure every moment and I enjoy every single time I spend with them. They are genuinely brilliant people. What, what is that? You're just talking about me and Joe? Or yes. And Patrick. And my team down there because they've been hey, amazing as well. I have to yeah. say the team are doing an amazing job. Um, amazing job. Yeah, I'm not panicked whatsoever. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> right then, we shall let you go downstairs and finish up parking cars. 
Like, can we just pretend this is still on just so they can finish off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, just sit here. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to be an ad now, right? Um, <laughs> one of the things you guys can do is put in the comments what your car of the year would be. What would your yes. car of the year be, Brad? I'm going to go with Dog Johnny Palmer's Valkyrie. It's pretty cool because you've got the car. key. Yeah, uh, but you say uh, that. Have you ever tried, have you tried <laughs> sitting in it? <laughs> no, but this is special to me because when I was at Aston Martin, um, this came out under confidential terms. I knew it was coming. It was called uh, Nebula and Project AMRB001. And I had customers, which I sold these to, which I don't know if they've been delivered because I left Aston Martin a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, but that was, um, so this car's been really, really special. And obviously it's Andy's car as well. So it's really, really special. They are amazing. I went in one the other week. Um, unfortunately, um, None of us could be could drive. Pat Patrick would struggle. Pat would Pat would struggle. At six one. That's, yeah, yeah. It, it, they are tiny inside. Challenge on them, right? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll challenge you after a few beers. You've got the key. Let's see who can sit in it. You can start it. That'd be the first thing. Yeah. Anyway, guys, let's leave you to it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you next year. Take it easy. Merry Christmas. <laughs>